0: Hello, and welcome to Hound Wave. I'm Taylor West with Nate Block, Charlie Pope, and new guest, Psalmsmani. Uh Thank you guys for joining us. This is our third edition of the Quarantine Podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about the Ravens today. Um, we've already talked about free agency in a uh, prior podcast, but it's just the Ravens today. It's our team. Um, and, Charlie, I just wanted to ask you, biggest signing of the Ra- for the Ravens this year, Kalias Campbell. What do you think about it? It was huge. I mean, he's still an all-pro level player.
1: Um, we really need a pass rush in the middle. We haven't really had an interior pass rusher in, in, since really Haloni Nata, his prime back then when we won the Super Bowl in 2012, 2013. And Clay Campbell's not even just an interior pass rusher. He can play interior. He can play on the edge. So he's so versatile. And him being six six eight, three twenty, 320, I mean, being able to stop the run. He's one of the best defensive linemen in football, and it's a huge pickup, especially for a fifth-round pick, I mean. It was an amazing trade. I mean, it's going to help us out. He, he's making good money, but it's not something that's breaking the bank. I think it's around 12 and a half a year, which is good, but it's honestly underpaying for him.
2: I also think it's really important to recognize how little he's been injured throughout his entire career. And also, I mean, the last three to four years have been some of the strongest years thus far. So, I mean, it's just a classic Ravens thing to do to bring in a player late in their career who's still doing well, still playing almost, I mean, not at his peak, but you could argue the last couple of years have been is some of his best seasons. So
1: last, he year he by last year he had a drop off in sacks, but really pressures were, were there. The pressures, QB hits, um, win rate. I mean, it was, it was all there. He just with the Jacksonville team struggling, they didn't really run, they didn't really pass the ball against him because it wasn't, it wasn't too hard to run the ball. So yeah, <clears throat> I think that can't kind of came into how he didn't have as many sacks, but he's still a great player.
3: Yeah, uh, last year he was actually PFF's best run defender on the D-line. He had a 90 PFF grade, which, like, only three or four other D-linemen had. Kind of reminds me of Earl Thomas last year, a player who was one of the best in the league in the prime and now is not as good but still plays at a high level. Typical Raven guy, you know, 300-pounder, six foot eight. They're, like, big guys.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. like, another run stopper that we would have had is Michael Brockers, but – that obviously didn't go through. Um, and it's for honestly, the better, I
1: think. Though, yeah, yeah, I
0: like the new one better. The Derek Wolf. Um, Derek
1: Wolf is a, is more versatile. He's not as good against the run, but it's fine because we have Brand Williams and we have Klaas Campbell, two of the best run defenders in the NFL. He's more of a pass press specialist. He had seven sacks last year. Um, he's just another guy in the middle who can get to the quarterback in a one-on-one situation. You have to double team him a lot. And, I mean, one year, $3 million, up to $6 million with incentives, that's a way better deal than Brockers getting $10 million a year for three.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've kind of seen – it's all kind of building up to, like, us drafting a middle linebacker, as we talked about earlier. Um, so, I mean, it's either going to be Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen, or, Charlie, what's the third guy's name? Um, Zach Baum out of Wisconsin. Yeah, so I, I think it's – evident that that will happen and uh you know I that middle linebacker is really the only hole in on the Ravens roster right now yeah, I agree I, I mean I think agree. we
1: need a guard but you know that's that's more yeah. like a second yeah. round pick yeah I but, mean with I the mean, Ravens having the easiest schedule next year I mean people
2: are making predictions for like the win loss record next year but I just it's hard to say that they're going to do even better than last year but they they lost margiana which is obviously a huge loss he's a all like he's one of the best Ravens of all time he's super good offensive lineman but defensively they didn't lose they mean they basically gained they gained and offensively the only loss we had was Yana, and we have Ben Powers who hopefully can not fill the same
0: like role but obviously he can play pretty well and don't forget we lost Hayden Hurst Jeff's best friend um great great guy um I was Sad to see him go, but I was happy to get a second-round pick for him.
1: The only thing that worries me is that we're too, like, reliant on who we really have to draft. Like, we've kind of set it up. So, basically, middle linebacker or bust, which worries me because there's those top three, and there's definitely a drop-off. And the good thing is that we have a ton of picks. We have some of the – we have. I think we're up there with most picks in the draft, and we have a lot of high ones up there. We have a couple thirds, a couple fours, a couple seconds, a first. So, if we have to trade up, we can. But it just, you know, it's not a Baltimore thing to trade up. We've always been more of a trade-down team. And, you know, I think Ball will be there. I think probably Queen will be there. But Murray could go early to the Saints like we mocked him or something like that. I mean, you never know how it's going to go. Teams could trade up. So we might have to trade up, which kind of unfortunate.
0: But I don't know if this, like, Ravens, like, stereotypical Ravens thing is really there anymore. I mean, you're seeing DaCosta, you know – um Going, getting all these guys in free agency, getting Earl Thomas last year, getting Calais Campbell last year, or this year. And I didn't, I don't really remember seeing uh, Ozzie Newsom go do that. So maybe it's a different, maybe like, I know Eric Costas is very like reliant on Ozzy for like feet, for like feedback, but it could be a different Ravens. Yeah. I uh, mean, Ozzy's still part of the organization. Yeah. And I think with, with Calais Campbell, it was a
1: trade. So it wasn't really a free agency signing. That's right, that's right. And and um, with Earl Thomas, I think he realized we needed some leadership just because Mosley was going out of there. And since we had a ton of cap, I mean, might as well sign a great safety. And it was kind of like a must. We needed somebody back there who could be kind of a captain. So I think that was the reason why we signed him. But, I mean, I've loved what DaCosta's done so far. Um, still needs, Still need to have a good draft, people who can – produce in the future and people who can also help us win this year so I'm, I'm looking how it's looking so far
2: yeah I think he's almost like reinventing like the GM position for the Ravens but at the same time he's kind of going back to some of the basics because you know Ravens have always been like a strong defensive team and I feel like this offseason he's really realized yeah. that like we want to go back to the basics get a strong defense first and then if you have Lamar Jackson playing alongside a great defense there's no one gonna be able to stop yeah. us I We're
3: totally agree time. There's no better time to spend than now. It's clearly the window for the Ravens. Like, mm-hmm. as much as we can get, it helps. And, like, things like Corey Littleton signing with the Rams help because the uh, – or the – uh sorry, the Raiders helps because mm-hmm. the Raiders were, mocked or were supposed to get a middle linebacker in the draft, but that's less likely. I really feel like Queen or Murray will be there at 28. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, Son. This is the – these next two, three years is the window. While we have a superstar quarterback on a rookie contract, that's how you win. That you saw the Chiefs do it. We've seen the Eagles do it. They didn't really have.
0: They Seahawks have
1: did it. Once then. Seahawks did it. I mean, it's it's a prime time to win. You got a quarterback, who can who might be paid forty million in two years, but um, a year. So I mean, this is the time to win. And then, you know, we're gonna see how it goes. But I mean, I, you see how we've been doing the how he's been doing the contracts. Everything's kind of been expiring in about two or three years. So right when it's time for Lamar to get that extension, it's it's kind of all these contracts are going to be up, and then you can restructure around him. And it's That's not it. even just Lamar. If you think about it, like we have some of the best tight ends: Stanley, en- Andrews, Andrews, Orlando. Yeah, we have so many young players, and it it, it worries me that we're not going to be re- to resign all of them. But I mean, it's it's too far in the future. We got to work on
0: now. Mm-hmm. And the NFL, the NFL just posted a video of all of. It may have been the NFL or it may have been some other YouTube channel. They just post a video of all of Lamar's runs. And I just realized, like, just how dominant Ronnie Stanley is. Um, he's, he's so good. He's, it, if he's not going against a D lineman, it's going to be a pancake every time. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I found to be, like, in, incredible about him. He's a great run blocker for a tackle, which you don't find that much. You know? And he's the
1: best pass blocker in the NFL at the left tackle position. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, um, to pay him and Lamar is going to be tough, um, especially with a guy like Mark Andrews who will probably we want to be a franchise player. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, we'll see how it goes. I mean, the thing that is
1: is helpful that we look at is he really we don't really need a ton of receivers out there, so we don't really need to pay receivers and tight ends yeah. compared to receivers. The top tier tight ends, below it, like it's the this discrepancy in pay is ridiculous. Top-tier wide receivers, even like Calvin Ridley. I mean, sorry, not Calvin Ridley. Amari yeah. Cooper. Amari Cooper. Who's not widely considered a top-five receiver, just got $20 million a year. And Austin Hooper, who is the highest-paid tight end of all time, is making 11 a year. So, you see – I mean, that's a really helpful number to kind of gauge. Like, mm-hmm. he throws the tight ends more. It's more helpful that I think you wait more. for
3: Kittle to see what top-end tight ends make. Oh, Kittle, I agree. Kittle's Kittle will get more, be,
1: but he's not
2: going to get more. Your, I also think it's
3: probably high teams.
2: It's pretty interesting right now that some of the most dominant teams are the ones that are having these big name tight ends. If you look at the Ravens, the the Forty Niners, Travis Kelsey, like a lot of the teams that are doing really really well right now are the ones with the best tight ends in the league. Tight end
0: position. Well, I mean, I think it's also because all those tight ends you just mentioned and all the teams that they have, they're all good at run blocking, and that's like such a big part of the tight end position now. Um, I mean, Kittle and Kelsey. And, you know, all the guys that the Ravens have are considered great run blockers. So, um, I mean, I think it's kind of the dual threat for the tight end nowadays.
1: Yeah. As much as the receiver position is important, I think it's overrated. I think if you can run the ball and pass it in between the numbers to your tight end, you can win the Super Bowl. You saw with the the Chiefs. Not as, I mean, that's a little bit of a different situation, but they have the tight end is there. The 49ers run the ball and throw it to the tight end. Uh, that's what the Eagles do. They won the Super Bowl like that. I mean, there's a lot of the um, that's what the Patriots have done all these years. That's how you that's the that's the formula I think.
0: And, and and I know that like you put on the Ravens, you have a wide receiver who was injured last year, a Willie Sneed who was not considered good at all to really anybody, a Miles Boykin who's very unpolished Undeveled. and yeah. not not great, and then you know, you just have a lot of other guys who are just not Chris very Moore. good. Yeah, any other team <laughs> Any other team, that would be the worst wide receiver core in the NFL. But Ravens made it work. I mean, it is the worst Um, wide receiver core in the NFL. Yeah,
1: but then again, they're all young, they're developing, and it's fine because he passes tight ends more. Mm -hmm. So it's really – it's not the end of the world. We have a deep threat. We have a a slot guy who's willing to take a hit and also block and Snead. Snead's such an important player for the Ravens. His ability to – his great hands. He doesn't really drop the ball too often. Uh, he's a good route runner, and he, and he blocks. You see some of the runs that uh, Lamar spurted. And if you are going to get a, a long run like Lamar does, it's, it's all receiver blocking after about 10 yards down the field.
0: Yeah. And we can talk about some of just the releases we made. I mean, there's been Brandon Carr, Willie Sneed. Not Willie Sneed. Good, no, Chris Moore. Sorry. That was the guy. Um, and then Patrick Owasso, some pretty big releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that we, we also brought of. back Jimmy on a on a on a, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, was a little cheap deal, which was really big. I liked that a lot. And you who like else did we bring yeah. back? We brought back someone
0: else. Um, uh, uh we brought back Sam Cook. For all that matters, I mean, no, uh, that was a player. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah.
2: Well, either way, I, I was definitely a fan of the Patrick Owasso release. Yeah. I mean, if you now go back and watch have good some season. of the games last year. It, it looked like he was lost. Like there'd be, especially in that playoff game against the Titans, Derrick Henry would just run by him or just a lot of
0: running backs all year ran right by him and he would just couldn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, there's a big issue and we couldn't, you know, with Bynes, who's good. He was solid. Um, but not, not a great, like not a guy that can run sideline to sideline extremely quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and
1: that's a player
0: that. that I think we should bring back too. I love Bynes.
3: Bynes signed we, to Ryan's actually signed the Bengals. Oh, yeah, really? You're right.
0: Shoot, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, I didn't know that. Change. Wait, so we, what have, about we have, Fort. Like, just, have we have like oh, okay, We have like oh, LJ Fort. We started Fort, and we have
1: some other guy. We have uh, Chris Board, and we have um. This, yeah, there's this undrafted free. So, so bad.
0: bad. Um, he
1: he I, wasn't bad. He had
0: three concussions last year. Wow. Yeah. Well, he's not yeah, he's he's definitely not a top tier middle linebacker like oh god no. I'm a, just saying like he have some young talent could that be.
1: could could someone
0: <clears throat> develop into good
1: players.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm not and, sure if any of you guys know anything about this but do we know anything about Matsker's health
1: from last season? Like do we know
2: he's whether he's going to Apparently gonna be?
3: doing well. I'm squatting again, so I think he's fine.
1: Uh yeah. I, I he's apparently doing well. And and if he's if he's not back, we have we have a good backup center, Makari. so
3: yeah, it's not a rush.
1: Not that Makari is to the level of Skura, because Skura had a great year last year, but to have an uh, undrafted free agent center who can come in and replace and play decent at a decent level at the center position, is it's big. So what are your, wanna,
2: what's your oh, opinion yeah. on uh, Otaro Alaka?
0: That's who it was. That's I love player. Otaro Alaka. I love. Otaro he's Alaka. just a
1: he's a special teams guy. You know, he just he's grinder. Well, right now he's our second linebacker, so that's good. He is at the moment. <laughs> now he's third. He's third after Chris Board. No. Chris, uh, Board. Chris, uh, Chris Board's no. above him. Trust me. Number 49.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Nigerian guy, Otara Alaka. What a great guy. Um, I wanted to end on this. Um, shoot, what was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah. What teams do you think the – it's kind of off topic, but what teams do you think will the CBA help? And who will it not help? That was Well um, it's
1: kinda I mean it's hard to tell. I feel like it's a you matter of players, it's not it's gonna teams. be a team who's nine and seven. Or a team who's ten and six.
0: There's it's gonna be the ten and
1: six. It could be the Titans. They're it's probably the Titans. Go nine it and seven. It says nine and seven. I mean I hate to say it, Tannehill's a good guy, but like giving him that much money is not gonna be a long term Yeah, yeah no. very strong. I mean he's he's not a guy who can throw the ball thirty times a game and win you a game. And to do that and frankly the running back position is is at the lowest point of its of its history basically in the nfl it really doesn't matter as much as it, must, it must, used to but derek henry really um affected their season at the end there when they started giving him more carries so i don't know i thought i thought it was kind of stupid to not give him a long term contract i don't mean 4 years i mean maybe 3 you know nothing mm-hmm. nothing crazy but
3: when you think about it, i like, going to ask for Zeke money, and I don't really think any running back is – unless they're a uh, – There's no running
1: back that's worthy of $15 million a
3: year. Yeah, no. He, well, maybe the exception is like a guy that can like – McCaffrey, McCaffrey, McCaffrey maybe. McCaffrey maybe. Yeah. McCaffrey can, or Saquon. He's a wide, wide receiver. receiver so. yeah, yeah. yeah. McCaffrey, you can just – guy And pay him money. But and no running back is worth it. Going back to Taylor's okay. question,
2: I think I would go with – If I had to choose any team right now, I'd say Raiders.
3: I'm going that Bronco. team,
1: that I feel
2: like they Ooh, always narrowly
1: miss, miss the playoffs. Broncos They're are very that's, – that's an interesting Broncos division. next year. That is a very interesting yeah. division.
3: Broncos got a lot better. Broncos got a lot Broncos better. Broncos got a lot better. A.J. Bouye, they got that uh, number 99 from the Titans.
1: Clay I know. Drew
3: Casey. Drew Tra- Casey, Bradley Chubb, and Von Miller. Ooh. Yeah,
1: they and got a lot Jeffrey better. Jeffrey
3: Simmons is their safety, and they have A.J. Bouye now. Yeah, Justin Simmons, and day. then Jackson's they have
1: – um. Gosh, what's his name? The Houston DB, who's there now. Um, All right. Well, I mean, Kareem Jackson. Kareem Jackson. He's very good, too. I, I could also see I know
0: the Dolphins coming out of the AFCs, possibly. No, 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 they've improved no, a lot. Improved, yes. Pass, yeah.
1: But they don't have a quarterback. We got to realize Fitzpatrick uh, is, not, is not. They got, easy. You know, no, they got two of them. Their O line still is the worst in the league. That. They gave Eric Flowers 10 million a year. Eric Flowers is notoriously one of the biggest bosses in NFL history.
2: He's okay. so well, bad. I heard there's <laughs> a rumor that Medi Zamani might be taking over the team. And if that happens, then I'm seeing him in the playoffs next year. He's All not,
1: right. <laughs> see what they do with the quarterback position. Then we'll, then we'll see what, what's going
0: on with them. All right. Well, that, I think that about does it for us. Anything, last, last thoughts? Quick last thoughts now? No. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll probably be back in a couple days. Thank you.